This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who would never get caught in a prostitute love triangle with his father, Ryan Nelson. Wow, yes, that's uh, (laughs) extremely true. Uh, Obviously... In Italy, Viagra does not have a lot of commercials <laughs> and advertisements. Yeah. Because every American was screaming, it's not, the blue it's pill. It's the blue pill. It's the blue pill. Why are you giving me a yellow pill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were all screaming that. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the fifth episode of the second season of The White Lotus titled In the Sandbox on HBO and HBO Max. If you're new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level, and when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write us a review while you're there. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. All right, so this is the fifth episode. We're a little over halfway through this. Uh, general thoughts on the fifth episode of The White Lotus. You know, this has been a fantastic season. And then we decide to throw Tom Hollander's right. Quentin in the mix. <laughs> yeah. And he's taking it next level. Yes, as he you can only imagine. He was fantastic. He was. He brings this whole crew of fun with him. A whole full uh, fun crew of gay men. Yeah, yeah. That, of course, <laughs> love Jennifer Coolidge. That's right. <laughs> and, I mean, just, oh, I loved it. And this was the episode, too, where... We've talked about the Italian women haven't had their chance to really take to really take a hold of the plot, and they they weren't as like as Armand and yes. Melinda. Mm-hmm. They did this episode. Yes, they did. They did. They, they did this episode. Mia, Lucia, all three of them uh, were just fantastic. I really enjoyed. Th- this was their episode. They they really got the shine. Yeah, they were uh, all very good. Then also Albie. Uh, Adam DeMarco, just fantastic. The, the one true hero, the hero of this that you actually feel for. Yes. And, uh, you know, a good looking young man who has a lot of promise. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, still not getting the girl. That's right. But then he ends up getting the girl. Yeah. Which is what we're going to talk about here in just a little bit, obviously. Uh, I will say this. I thought this was my favorite episode so far. Uh, the second I season. I can see that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, F. Murray Abraham again. You sparingly, but perfectly. Yes, mm-hmm. because his 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 stick in this in this ep- in this season or the show, it could get old if there's too much of it. Yes, absolutely. But the way that they just kind of intersperse it every so often. I mean, just yeah. the way that he's talking about. You know, uh, he's talking about he's talking about. To to Dominic, he's talking to him about you know there was two girls and one of them's half naked and he's yeah. like hey and look there they are they're right there they're talking to Albie I mean <laughs> those are the girls that were in your room yeah I know everything about him and let's F Murray Abraham's like eighty two pulling off that hat like a champ I yeah, wish is. I looked that good in a hat yeah he, about good. It. he does he, he yeah. he's doing a really good job of it yeah his 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 reaction 
of of when they see those Albie is with the girls. Oh, yes. just priceless. Yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. I've like I said, really like this episode. What I liked about this episode so much is. And I said fifth episode when that's beginning. I meant fourth episode. This is the fourth episode of the show. Um, one of the things I like about this episode is the first season of the show always felt like it was pushing towards something. And I didn't really get that feeling through the first three episodes. This fourth episode, I finally get a feeling mm-hmm. that they're driving towards something. That there's going yeah. to be you know, this cataclysmic explosion between, uh, between Harper and... Um, Ethan, Ethan there's, there's and going to be, Cameron and Cameron and there's going to be one between Cameron and Daphne uh, and there's going to be this uh, reckoning between the three DeGrasso men and when Lucia kind of reveals because you know you, you have the scene with Albie at the end where he's obviously you know being serviced by uh, Lucia but she hasn't revealed to him that he's that she's a I prostitute know. and it feels like because you know, she's kind of having this reckoning after waking up next to Cameron, uh, and it feels like you know she wants to transition out of that. So maybe that's what she's trying to do. I thought the same thing, and I think you know she had the the earlier scene which we saw in the trailer where she's like Mia is like, all right, I'm gonna go sleep with the the, the piano, piano guy. It's like, whoa, whoa, I've created a monster. This isn't us. This right. is definitely not you. I thought the same thing. I think she actually likes Albie. Yeah, I think she actually does. I think they are, and they've really flipped the ro- they've really flipped the roles mm-hmm. for Mia and for Lucia because the two yeah. of them, Lucia was very much you know I'm comfortable with being a sex worker. This is what I do. It's uh, you know I will just go get this American who and take advantage of the fact that he is here and he's obviously having wife troubles. And Mia is very reluctant to get into that, but the moment that she kind of throws herself into it with this one night with Cameron, which we, she was thinking it was also going to be with uh, Ethan, but she wakes up the next morning and she's like, you know what? I'm okay with this. You know, I'm you yeah. have sex for whatever reason. You know, I've not exactly what I'm getting out of it. All right, that's cool. I can do that. As long as it gets me to my goal of having, being a singer, I'll do it. So, you know, I'll just go hook up with the piano player real quick. So, uh, it's like you said, the, the Italian women in this were, were just absolutely fantastic. And I thought they did a really good job of kind of driving this yeah. episode forward. I, I, I thought I thought so as well. Uh, and like I said, the moment, the, what really hooked me into this episode was the moment there at the beginning. Well, I guess it really wasn't truly at the beginning, but the moment where Harper and Ethan are they have they have uh, met back up after their nights apart from each other. Uh, Harper is on the couch and they're having that discussion. And the moment that she sees that condom wrapper, yeah, I was like, oh. Okay, this is what I've kind of came for this show for. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me let's jump to a previous scene with Harper and Ethan, and this is for everyone, anyone who has a spouse. When your spouse says you sound weird and you have been right. missing my calls, don't respond with "Okay, I'm going back to sleep." <laughs> exactly. That's not a good way to respond at all. I mean, you better wow. have, if you're going to back to sleep, you better have a good reason for why you need to yes. go back to sleep. You better be told, you better have you know be on death's door at that point or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting too, because the scene also before that, uh, what is uh. Jennifer Coolidge's character's name. Tanya. Tanya felt like she was bowling over because when yeah. when mm-hmm. Portia was talking to her, she couldn't hear. Right. She's just so angry. Right. And then she's completely fine. It, it's 
it's Aubrey Plaza that's all of a sudden bowling over. Yeah, she's and bowling that over. She, it's like they pass through the night with the, with that their anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're, you're correct about that. Uh, but like I said, uh, that was the moment for me that I just... I was like, okay, this is feels like I'm we're going somewhere with it, and yeah. uh, you know, it's also one of the things I think that's. I feel like they're trying to set up with with Jennifer Coolidge's character Tanya and with uh, Kelly Lou Richardson's uh, Haley Lou Richardson's character Portia. What I think they're trying to set up with us is that you know Haley Lou Richardson's kind of becoming a little bit like her because yeah. she's a. Here in this episode, when we first meet her, you know, she's like, you know what? I just need to go. I need to go with Albie. I need to be with him. He's he's smart. He's he's a good looking guy. He's, you know, he's basically everything you would really kind of want in right. a mate. There's a, there's a future with right. this guy. There's a future with this guy. So, I, you know, and she says, you know, if I hit the lottery, if I were to win the lottery, I would uh, lose the ticket. You know, she said that's that's the line that she gives. Yeah. And, but, and that's kind of the way it feels with Tanya. Like, Tanya just kind of throws things away that she shouldn't be throwing away. And the moment, though, that she meets up with, with Jack here, uh, who's played by Leah Woodall, She's like she just throws it away again. She's like, oh, I yeah. just uh, that's he's got the pecs, he's got the arms, right. and I just can't take my eyes off of you know. There's this really great guy down waiting on me. I I just can't take my eyes off yeah. this other guy because he's just too nice to look at. And like I said, I really kind of feel like that's what they're and, wanting us to get from her. And you could tell from the get go, especially at the bar scene, Jack is trouble yes he is oh yeah big time when he was like two shots of jägermeister and two shots i was like oh god yeah and and i don't know if you watched the scenes afterwards it was Mm -hmm. it was actually leo woodall and and uh what's uh adam demarco and they were asking him who would you want to be hang out with with jack and i'm like he's the last person (laughs) he's creep but he's doing all those shots of jägermeister you that's the kind of guy that won't stop right exactly I don't want to hang out anywhere near him. Yeah, he's he's just a real creep, is what he is. And but he yeah. is, he's doing what I mean. He's the guy that you have fun with for a night, and that's what Haley yeah. Richardson is is looking for when she comes to to Italy. But she might be possibly give, be passing up the person who would make her happy for the rest of her life in in Albie, who is falling for right. a prostitute, and yes. you know. Yeah. So, like that—that that is another thing. Let's kind of look. Let's kind of examine a that prostitute right. that had previously slept with his father a few times <laughs> as well. So, uh, and like I said, I don't really know how that's going to play out, but it, it's it's providing an explosive element to the show that I've been, been just been kind of waiting for because now there's all sorts of them because that's what the first season had. It yeah. had lots of potential for explosive elements. You had the you had obviously uh, the Murray Bartlett and Jake Lacey character who were just constantly going at each other, constantly trying to do uh, outdo yeah. each other. You had that element. You had the element with Steve Zahn and his family and the fact that uh, they were going to be, you know, you had the, the issue between the girl that they brought along who was basically trying to set them up to get robbed. Uh, so you had that yeah. element going on. Well, now, he, had, he had previously cheated as well. Yeah, that's right. Steve's I forgot idea. about that. Yeah, he, he had that issue as well. So uh, so you've got all these elements that were going to play in the first season. Now it feels like we've got some of those same elements that are showing up here in the second season, which just is what takes this show to another level. Yeah. Um, 
I liked... Uh, I'm trying to think. Where, where do I want to go with the next? All right, let's talk about... Let's go ahead and talk about Tom Hollander because he finally really shows up. Yes. He showed up some in the previous episode. We saw him, but he didn't really do anything. But his character adds such a different layer to this because... He obviously catches, and you know, Tanya catches the eye of him and his friends, but they're all gay, so they're not. Yeah. They don't catch. He, she doesn't catch their eye on the fact that they are attracted to her, but it's just like this, just extravagant woman. But it also feels like they might be trying to take advantage of her. What were your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. There feels like some taking advantage of. There's just too many of those guys hanging around, and yes. they've been there for months. Right. I, I feel like they've been taking advantage of people and and getting their getting them to pay for stuff. Right. Yeah. Th- this feels like they're up to something. Yeah, it really does. Like I said, I mean, I, I mean, when he tells the story of the woman who lives on the island yeah. and the fact that you know all these people were trying to get to her island and she just shows up dead, it's like that sounds like there's some foreshadowing there somehow right. or another. I'm not really sure that they're foreshadowing that Tanya is going to be killed. Yeah. I don't know that that's what yeah. the road that they're going down with it, but it really feels like they're doing some setting something yeah. up uh, for that to happen. I don't know. I maybe I, I, go ahead. I love the scene with him though, where where he's trying to calm her down. He's yes. trying to make her feel better. And she's and this could be your line of the week. I'm still going back and forth. It might be mine where he says the best thing about luck, it can always change. And she's like, do you really believe that? And he was like, no. No, <laughs> no I don't believe that at all. Just his reaction no, was just the best. Yes, yeah, it really Tom was. Hollander. Yeah. Like I said, he just brings just a different, there's just a different vibe with him to the show once he shows up. Like I said, because everyone that he, all of his, he and all of his friends, they're all gay. Uh, and yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not even, it's not even a question. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they're, that that's yeah. what they're, that they are gay well, and they're not into her. I was going to say, he brings this wild card slash danger that yeah. you're like, there's something involved, there's going to be involving him that's going to be a lot of, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, because they talk about this, and it makes me wonder if what they're doing is they're going down the road because her character, Tanya, they always talk about, uh, Greg is always talking about how she just discards people. She uses them and she discards yeah. them. She uses them and she discards them. That's what he tells her. So it makes me wonder if now the roles are about to be flipped on her and that somebody's about to use her and then discard her when they've gotten done with her. So that's kind of what I'm wondering if that's what they're getting. That's how she's finally going to maybe learn yeah. this lesson of not to do this to people. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think you may be right on that one. Um, but let's see. So let's see. Who else do we want to talk about real quick? Uh, let's talk about. Let's go ahead and talk about the couples again, real quick, because yeah. we kind of, we've kind of touched on them a little bit. The couples in this one, obviously, you know, Harper seems like she's happy. She's loving this fact that she has been justified, and the fact that everything she felt about Cam and Daphne was spot on. That they that they are cheating on each other. That they're that their marriage is really just a sham altogether. But she just takes, she all of a sudden can't just approach Ethan once she finds this, this condom wrapper because, or the, yeah, the condom wrapper. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's going to be a misunderstanding because Ethan didn't do anything. Uh, He he didn't do anything, but it's going to, because of the fact that these two don't have, because right before she finds it, she says, we're okay. We're good. We're, we're in a good spot. 
but it, this is going to come to show that they truly aren't in a good spot because if yeah. they were, when she sees this, she would say something to him about it, and he would go ahead and because he didn't do anything wrong. He, I mean, uh, he did and, kiss and, the girl, but that's about it. And I thought he was going to tell her a couple of times. I did too. I thought he was too, but he he never did. But he may be sticking to the quote unquote broke bro code. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, uh, friends. Uh, if I'm in that situation and my wife finds a condom, I'm telling on you. I'm going to say it right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. A hundred percent. But like yeah. I said, it's just what, because like I said, it's showing the fact that they, uh, she really believes they're in a good spot, but they're not because yeah. if they were, she would confront him about this and she would, you know, she would say, look, this is what I found. I need, you need to go ahead right. and tell me, but she won't do that. And Ethan, knowing that he truly didn't do anything, shouldn't, I mean, I guess he feels just like he's trying to keep to that bro code, like you mentioned, yeah. and not say anything. But because he won't, it's just allowing this anger to stir in her. And you can tell based off of what they show, you know, the, in the weeks ahead, that this is going to come to a problem where, uh, because Daphne, there's that scene where Daphne tells her in the coming weeks where she says, you know, deal with it the way you got to deal with it. And it feels like what they build been building a little bit towards where uh, Cam is going to go after go after Harper. It feels like that's kind of what's going to happen. Like I said, I kind of yeah. thought that they were doing Ethan might be gay. I, I don't know that that's right. the case anymore. I, I can't tell, and you know, I I don't think so because Cam, I couldn't. Was he hitting on him when he said, "Let me take care of your needs right now"? Yeah, I know. If Ethan no, Ethan was had to vomit, and by the way. I, I feel like I've had mentioned this on multiple podcasts. Please less vomiting less on screen. Less vomiting, yes. I don't want to see vomiting I, I, I on screen. I don't know why I have to keep bringing this up. I'd rather not watch someone vomit. I, I don't want to vomit myself. No, I don't either. But, I mean, you don't. If you want to show them vomiting, that's fine. Just don't show the actual yes, vomit, please. Please, yeah. please. I feel like we've brought this up multiple times, but anyway, uh, Cam was kind of hitting on him, right? And I was like, was he being serious? Was he not? But Ethan was like, no, right. no, I'm not. At you. So that was I, I, Ethan. Maybe the character we still know, like we, know we don't about, know anything yeah. about. Yeah, and he's he's a mystery. He really is because I just don't know what they're doing with the character. I mean, yeah. he like I said, I kind of thought he was gay and that he was had a thing for Cameron, but that that really didn't. If that was the case, you would have seen it play out in that one scene. Yeah, and it absolutely. Didn't. Uh, so like I said, I don't know what they're doing with him. He doesn't seem to be too terribly attracted to. His his wife either so like yeah. uh, who are you attracted to what what are we doing right. here with this character like I say he's the one that we can't quite figure out and I really don't know what they're going to hey, do with it I trust Mike White has a plan I, I do trust him yeah I do there are a lot of shows I wouldn't but this one I do for now yeah I do too I I, I trust him to kind of put this story forward and it, it feels like they're going to they're going to give us more to him as this goes on. Uh, maybe it's a, a sense of inadequacy just because I think part of it, now that I kind of talk myself through this, and that's kind of one of the things about this is we do this right after it airs, so we have to kind of figure it out as long as we go. Right. I don't know that he feels comfortable in this world that he's all of a sudden been pl- placed I, into. Absolutely. There's definitely some of that because he he's actually had to work for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's not like Cameron. Right. Cameron loves it. No, oh, yeah, he is loves the it. Life he wants. Yeah, you know, Daphne likes it. Mm-hmm. Loves it. And he's not like this. Harper's not like this. So right. yeah, I definitely think he, he is not comfortable at all. And I think that's what they're. I think that maybe that's what they're trying to show us with his character is, you know, 
is this what it's supposed to be like as a rich person now? Is it, is he supposed to be this person that cheats on his wife? Is he supposed to be this person that yeah. uh, just kind of like has a bro code and like when somebody when your bro does something, you just kind of shut up about it and you don't say anything to him. Uh, but, you know, he's obviously a very intelligent person. But if your wife is constantly saying, what'd you do last night? What happened last night? What'd you do last night? Cobb clean, bro. You better understand that she knows more than what she is letting on. And you better complain Absol- about it. Especially when her attitude completely changes. Like on a dime. I mean, that was the yes. thing. Because she was so happy when she was t- so vind- yeah. when she was vindicated about yeah. Cam and Daphne. She was on cloud nine. But the moment she yeah. sees that condom wrapper, her attitude completely changes. And like he even notices the fact that yeah. she all of a sudden it- changed. And here's the deal. And this is some advice for everyone out there. If he's a true friend, he will forgive you. Yes. Your wife will not. That's right. You're 100% correct. <laughs> you are 100% correct about that. Uh, if you lost Cameron as a friend, that wouldn't be the worst thing to happen to your life. That is, it is correct as well, because you could probably do without him. So. Uh, you got that right. And he probably understands that at this point, because when he... Oh, yeah. I mean, he even says, you know, the reason they brought us out of here was probably because they could us up for money. So... Uh, I thought, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Valentina real quick. Valentina. Yeah. It's interesting that they have made the person who's like the manager of the resort gay in both these. Because it's quite obvious that she has a thing for the girl who's working the desk. Uh, I'm not sure what that girl's name is. Is is it Isabella? Uh, Isabella. Okay. That's Isabella. I thought it was interesting that she's going down the same path Armand did. Not quite quite as explosively, but yes. But like she... Like uh, Isabella was nice to her, and then she's like, "Oh, yeah, I've got a little pet here." Right, exactly. And that's just what's so interesting about this is, you know, Armand in the first season, you know, kind of got hooked on this this one person that works for him, and that kid, you know, who was probably about twenty years old, if I had to guess, you know, he yeah. was he was very much into it as well. I don't get the same feeling from Isabella though. Isabella feels like she's just trying to be nice and like, I respect my boss. I I think the world of her, she's a really good, she's a really good boss. I'm not getting the same vibe of, Oh yes, but I want to go sleep with you as well in your office. (laughs) I I, I agree with you. Valentina is a very interesting character either because she's so rude. Oh yes. Like what Dominic asked (laughs) about the, the, the suggestion for jewelry, which you would think would be a normal question. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. At a tourist hotel, but just the way she acts. and She's like, just, just go walk down the street. You'll find something. Oh, man. You know, like I said, just just an interesting character. And I'm, I'm really, we, we talked about this. I'm really growing more fondly of that character and the performance for sure. Yeah. I'm, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm really liking what they're doing with her. Yeah, like I said, I really wasn't sure. I don't know that she's going to have quite the same role that Armand did. I really, I don't yeah. believe that's the case. But yeah. still, they're still exploring her some, and they're still giving us a little bit of that same vibe they got with, yeah. with Murray. Not quite to the same extent, don't get me wrong, but we're right. still getting a little bit of that same vibe. Um, let's see. Let's talk. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, our two prostitutes because, like I said, there was a. There's a switch yeah. in this in this episode where you have Lucia who seems to be the one who isn't real sure about this whole this whole path that she's taking with her life of being a prostitute. She says she just wants to earn enough money to open up her own store, and now all of a sudden, Mia, now that she's kind of gotten a little little taste of the sex worker life, she's like, you know what? Okay, I, I like this. Yeah. And there's a switch, and when there is this switch, she goes. Mia immediately goes to the piano player 
and she's trying to she comes out and tells me she's like you know what let's just go do it i'll go sleep with you and as long as you get me in contact with these people that you can get in contact with i'm i'm, I'm fine with it. i'll do whatever that's great just whatever and so he's like okay so when and she's like right now <laughs> and they go to a church of all places uh oh, that was so great. to do this and she's like i'm not so sure about this and he says don't worry it's already been deconsecrated <laughs> i thought that was a oh fantastic my gosh, line. that was a great line uh but you know he's an older guy my guess is he's probably around 60 if i had to guess and he's having a hard time performing so she goes and gets the viagra that she thinks she's getting viagra who knows what she actually got him i have there no, is no telling but she gives him two of them because <laughs> she wants to get this over with and that has disastrous consequences uh he obviously falls out i i don't think this is one of the people that's going to be dead by the time we get to the end of the week i don't i, I think I think he may be dead. Well, that's episode. what I'm saying. He could be dead now for all we know at this point. Yeah. But Mia, who has been this, you know, this very shy, very uh, yeah. uh, hesitant person, now all of a sudden she's just completely a different person. Uh, and like I said, it's it's just interesting the way that she has awakened all of a sudden. And I think that's just a really credit to. A real credit to the actress who is Beatrice Grano, I think is how you pronounce her yeah, name. Yeah. Uh, because she really was really surprising the way that she pulled this off. Because I, I haven't seen, we haven't seen this from her at all. But we also haven't seen this, you know, this kind of caring, affectionate uh, role yeah. from Lucia as well. Because, you know, she seems to be into Albie. She seems to really care for him. And I really didn't see that coming. It's been so interesting to watch them because they're the two act actors in this cast that are the least known. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as it's come on, as the show's come on, they may end up the most interesting characters. Yeah, they may be. Because they have their part keeps changing, and these girls are really good. Yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. They're very, very good, and you know, and yeah. they're absolutely beautiful girls. So, I mean, that's going to yeah, help that- them in their careers <laughs> as they go forward. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 been fun to watch. I can't wait to see where where it goes next. Because like you said, Lucia was like this, you know, really tough. Lord knows what her background is, right. and she's this. This episode's a sweet girl that wants to take care of this little wounded bird, <laughs> Albie. That's right. Which is interesting because that's what. That's what Albie said he was always attracted to when he met up with uh, with Portia at the beginning. He's like, I'm always attracted to yeah. wounded birds. When obviously he is the wounded bird in this situation. Yeah. Who, and she's just like, you know what? Don't let her win. And that's when uh, they end up kissing. And Portia is obviously, you know, I don't. I felt like it when she first meets up with Jack. Uh, and Jack basically comes out and tells her at dinner, you know, we're going to go have sex tonight because I've put on my sexy underwear and you know oh I put God. it on for special events and all that type of stuff. Uh, and she's like, you know what? Uh, we'll see. She's. I don't think she was really. Yeah, I think she was very attracted to him, obviously, but I don't think right. she was. You know, like all convinced. All right, well, we're going to go sleep together tonight. But the moment she sees those two kissing, she's she's driven to go sleep with this guy because yeah. it's she just wants to, you know, it's kind of like punishment for uh, him kissing Lucia. I mean, like I said, it it goes goes back to this whole point of she's Haley Richardson's character Portia is using Jack now to try to. Uh, get past the hurt that she feels because of the fact that, you know, Albie, this great guy that she knows is a great guy, but she just doesn't seem to have that same spark for him. 
she's using Jack now just to kind of get back at the, just to kind of fulfill that need that she has. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was very interesting, and it was like when when we were watching, my wife was like, "Oh God, young games, so dumb." Oh yeah, you're a hundred percent correct about that because they are yeah. so very very dumb. Uh, but yeah. you know, most kid, most people that age have played them all. So, uh, yeah. all right, let's see who else have we not talked about. Uh, we need to talk about uh, the Demarco father, uh, F. Murray Abraham, and Dominic. Maybe just uh, uh, were you shocked to find out that? Uh, Dominic's wife doesn't really want to listen to Bert. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, well, it's interesting because she said he says she respects me, and he says not like that. So I feel like there is yeah. some respect there, but not when it comes to these yeah. these obvious, you know, uh, extramarital dalliances, to say the least. Yeah. So. so I was going to say, Dominic, uh, I would, I was kind of hoping we'd get a little bit more with him after he saw who Albie was with. Yeah, because I we saw him in his room looking at pornography and it was like he was disgusted because yeah, he, he was, was mm-hmm. he has to just feel awful and you know luckily we have f murray abraham there just to egg it on just a little <laughs> <was>. bit more <laughs> yeah he was because he asked he asked uh dominic he says so are, are you jealous and and dominic's like no i'm not jealous and then he's like bird's like i'm jealous I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you i'm a little jealous uh, yeah, i loved his uh I may never see a naked woman again. Although I, I saw, saw one, one this morning. <laughs> right. That was uh I was so happy he saw that naked woman. I know that's probably <laughs> terrible to say, but I was. It there brought him such joy. It did. It really did. But yeah, we didn't get a whole lot between uh F. Murray Abraham. We didn't get a lot uh between him and uh, Michael Imperioli's character Dominic. We didn't get a lot. Those two characters don't have quite as big a role this time around, but they they still are there and they're still kind of pushing things forward. Yeah. But it's like I said, it seems like they're pushing things forward with Alby because Alby is still somewhat disgusted by his father because when his dad yeah. goes and buys things, it's like dad you can't just purchase things. You can't buy people off. But and his father basically says, you know, there is one person who could kind of like talk your mother into possibly taking me back and Albie's mad because he knows that he's talking about him. Uh, but which I don't blame Albie at all. No, what what a horrible thing to put your son in. Yeah. It's a horrible position to try to put your own child in. So uh, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I, I don't just, I don't feel bad for him at all in that regards, but it's interesting. Like I said, Albie's tried to put forward this, you know, I'm an advocate for women. And he doesn't realize that he's sleeping with a prostitute. That he's, you know, kind of gotten himself into a relationship with a prostitute. I'll be interested to see what will happen when he finds out because he has to find out at some point. So I don't a know. Prostitute that his dad slept with. Yes. Yeah. That could get really interesting. So, like I said, I'll be interested to see how all that plays out because who's going to end up telling him? I mean, it feels like his dad is going to ultimately be the one out of anger or spite or jealousy or something that's going to tell him are, are you are we sure bert won't accidentally let it slip <sighs> no because i think is i think bert be like you know go you go you go but i'm proud of you 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 you, yeah. you you run down that road i think he'll i think bert would be perfectly happy with that i think it's going to be spite or jealousy on uh dominic's part that in or the the two will like start clashing at some point like yeah. uh Lucia and Dominic might start clashing, and then he I can walks see in that. on that. So I don't yeah. know because he he's going to find out. It's just a matter of yeah. when he's going to find out and how he handles it. I'll yeah. be interested oh, how that handles. I know well, there's one more thing we need to discuss for the awards: the picture at the end. 
Okay, remind me because I don't remember what it was the picture was like thing a was. Guy being like almost on a cross and oh, he had arrows yeah, 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 on yeah, you're him. Right. What mm-hmm. what's the deal? What do you think? I don't know because that was right after Lucia Albie. and Albie were having their moments together. So I'm not yeah. real sure what that means. Uh is, is that him because he's getting attacked he was getting attacked by uh Portia and Lucia? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question because there was some more religious imagery in there as well when you had uh, Mia going at the going, uh, who had wandered off with the piano player. Right. Uh, so there was some of that too. So I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't really know. But like yeah. I said, uh, like I said, my favorite episode felt like they really yeah. kind of pushed the story forward quite a bit in this one. And we'll just kind of, get, kind of see where yeah. it all plays out after it's all said and done. So, all right. Let's get to our weekly awards then. Yep, let's do it. All right, up first we have the Tyrion Lannister, your MVP for the week. Who's your Tyrion Lannister for this episode? So, I was thinking I was going to do uh, Adam DeMarco as Albie, but I've changed my mind. I'm going Coe's. I'm going Beatrice, uh, Beatrice Grotto, and uh, Simona Tabasco as uh, Mia and Lucia. I thought they were just fantastic and they are turning into maybe the most interesting characters on the show yeah i went with beatrice grano's mia she she really stuck out to me just because the way i mean she just made such an incredible change from uh Mm -hmm. sweet shy you know reluctant sex worker to you know what it's fine (laughs) just whatever yeah that's great uh so i went with her as well but yeah i'm with you all about simona tabasco as well she was she was fantastic as lucia so uh, i'll be just really interested what they do with those characters all together uh next is the best scene of the week the agatha all along what's your agatha all along for this week this is gonna be an extended scene but i'm starting with where uh mia needs the viagra yes to the to after she gives it to him to when he takes it and he falls down yeah at, at the later that night yeah <laughs> yes that was hilarious yeah it's i great. mean his his piano playing and i love bird of like <laughs> he's, he's even worse, worse than, than regular <laughs> yeah. oh man that was so funny yeah i was i'm with you on that because that was i was laughing at that point that those scenes this was the one i laughed the most at because lots yeah. of times there's a lot of like awkward like oh cringy yeah. humor in this and there's some don't get me wrong there's a lot of that oh, one, especially there's always still some cringy with with albie and uh porsche yeah when albie goes up to like kind of like get between porsche and jack and like uh, oh, oh gosh what are you doing son what are you doing and just throw the white flag just get, you know raise the white flag yeah. it, it's over dude uh yeah. But, but yeah i'm with you that scene was just fantastic watching him yeah. take that viagra or quote unquote viagra and then end up you know in the hospital in an ambulance on the way to the hospital later on that night was just fantastic so yeah. uh what's your best line of the week the if you come with the king you best not miss your best line what is it for you for this week this episode had the most lines yeah it did so i'm going with like father, like father, like son. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I, I really didn't have one that just like said, this is the one because there were so many. Uh, I'm trying to think which one, what was the other one that I had written down? Uh, there was one between uh, the one that the Jack one where he was at the table where uh, I kind of mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, I, I changed my, I changed underwear yeah. for you. That was just a really good line. Like uh, I'm just going to be just completely out in the open, but I kind of like yours better. So I'm, I think I might go well, with it. 
I, I thought Valentina had a very funny line at the beginning where she sees Lucia and me and goes, you're as fresh as a couple of yeah, roses. That was a good one as well. Yeah, that was a good and one. Then, like I said, I mentioned it uh, earlier, the one with uh, – what was what's Tom Hollander's character? He's Quentin, where he says, "Best thing about luck is it can always change." Yeah, you, that was it, a good one. It, it, like she's like, "Do you really believe that?" He's like, "No." One of my another one that was really good when uh, he tells he tells uh he tells Tony he says, uh, "I want to." He's like, "We have all because she says you know I'm I'm just a, have horrible luck or something like that." And she she says. He says, you know, I know, tell me, I want you to tell me all about it. Start at the beginning. And she says, well, I was born in San Francisco. He goes, oh, all the way at the beginning. <laughs> that was hilarious. I laughed. I laughed. Oh, I Tom, Tom Hollander's reactions are making this even better. <laughs> yes, they are. They're, they're just fantastic. So, uh, all right. So here on the main attraction podcast, we have a five tier rating system. At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Beneath Game of Thrones is a lost. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Just Beneath Friends is a full house. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Where are you going for... Where are you with this show after the first four episodes of the second season? Alright, I'm sticking with the loss, but I'm I'm so tempted to go Game of Thrones because I feel like we're going to end up there. Yeah, I, I, this is the first time I really felt like this season is going to get to a Game of Thrones. I thought you know it had the potential all along. I'm still yeah. sticking with Lost because I need to see how they handle all these things that they put in place in this episode. Because uh, it could, uh, but I'm with you. I really feel like it's going to get to a Game of Thrones, but I'm sticking with just a Lost for now as well. But, yeah. but it really feels like it's about to get to a Game of Thrones. So, yeah. All right. So here on the Main Attraction Podcast, before we head off, uh, we do want to give our listeners some recommendations for things that we have seen recently. Oh, excuse me. And what are some recommendations that you have? I, I've got six, and oh, I'm wow. doing this because it's streaming. A lot of them are streaming movies, Okay, and I know the holidays coming up, and people are going to have time. Uh, first one, you mentioned that something you were looking forward to. I watch A Christmas Story Christmas, and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It, it's, of course, not as good as the first, right? but it's, it's good. It's really good. They keep some of the same heart as the first. The first movie, Ralphie uh, keeps talking about his father. It's really good. It's and they're all the characters that are still alive are on there, and they do a good job with the story. Peter Billingsley is is fantastic. He's a fantastic narrator. It's on HBO Max. If you like a Christmas story, I think you'll enjoy this. So my first one's a Christmas story, Christmas. Second one, this is a movie on Amazon Prime. Uh, the people we hate at the wedding. I've heard about that. Uh, Kristen Bell and uh, Benjamin, Ben Platt and Allison Janney are the main characters, but they're going to the wedding of Queen Muriel from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Oh, really? And Lenor, uh, uh, Lenor from House of the Dragon. Oh, okay. Th- they're marrying each other. Oh, okay, that's cool. And it is it is a good movie. Uh, it's funny. It's about uh, Muriel is the half sister of Ben Platt and Kristen Bell. And so they're in the American, she lives in Britain and the Americans are, are coming to Britain for her wedding. And, uh, hilarity ensues. I'll just leave it at that. It's, it it's on right. Amazon. It, it's, it's fun. I, I think you will enjoy it. The third, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, Enola Holmes two on Netflix. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it as he, Justin mentioned there's a scene at the end that is going to move us into more into the future that I was very excited about 
Uh, so, but uh, <laughs> I thought this was they. good. Uh, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown is fantastic. She really and is. Anytime you mention this, like her looking at the camera and and you know, breaking the fourth wall and being the narrator, she's fantastic. She's she really is. good at comedy. She's a she's so good, and I, we're we're lucky to have her and yeah. to have Henry Cavill on this and Helena Bottom Carter. It was a lot of fun. So Nola Holmes too. Uh, and, the, and these other ones, they're on streamers that I think they're going away sometime soon, so I'm going to mention them. Uh, this is on the Paramount Plus uh, Showtime. It's called Everybody Wants Some. It is a 2016 I movie that. from Richard Linkletter, uh, the guy who did Days of Confused. This is his kind of his sort of sequel to that. It's about a college baseball team in the 1970s. Okay. It actually stars people that are more famous now. Glenn Powell that was in yeah. Top Gun. He's one of the stars. Wyatt Russell. Uh, Zoe uh, Douche, Douche, who is Leah Thompson's daughter, which oh, is okay. always... She looks like her. She's been a lot of stuff. Uh, Tyler Hecklin, who's Superman on the Lois and Superman show yeah. in mm-hmm. CW. He, he's one of the stars. So it's... If you like Days of Confused, you will like this movie. It's very funny. It's in the same vein as Days of Confused. Richard Linklater, he does a good job with music, too. Everybody wants some. It's on the Showtime Paramount. Uh, also on the Showtime Paramount, The Devil Devil's Advocate, starring Keanu Reeves, uh, Charlize Theron, and my man, Al Pacino. I had not seen it since it came out. I saw it was all there, and it was leaving at the end of this month, at the end of November. So I... I loved it. It was a fun watch. Pacino, man, dialing it up. Fantastic. Although, some really bad Southern accents from Charlie. <laughs> and they're from, like, uh, Gainesville, Florida. There's no oh, reason really? for them to have. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is a lawyer <laughs> from there. But uh, it's still a fun movie. I, I would highly recommend it. And my last one is a movie that the Rewatchables podcast did last week that I had never seen Blowout. A 1981 suspense movie starring John Travolta, and I and it's on HBO Max, and I loved it. Did it you really? was fantastic. It is kind of a weird movie. It's it's directed by Brian De Palma. If you've ever seen him his other work, like Snake Eyes, he makes some weird movies. But I think this may be Travolta's best role. He's really good. He's a sound artist for a movie, and he's out working, and he may have uncovered a government conspiracy. Okay, cool. That sounds so interesting. So it's, it's fun. Blowout on HBO Max, 1981. Okay. Cool. That works for me. All right. Uh, I actually have four that I'm recommending and one that I am not recommending. So oh. uh, one I'm not recommending. So I talked last week about uh, having gotten through Interview with a Vampire on AMC+. Plus. So I decided to go back and watch the original Interview with a Vampire movie. Look, I'm sure it was great back then, but it, like I, the story that they are presenting, like it's those two characters, Lestat and uh, Dulac, like they just present them as like two guys that just live together and they're just like kind of like frat bros. And like it just doesn't work, like if they're not actually like involved with each other. Yeah. And like, uh, like it was one of my mom's favorite movies, but I'm like, okay, how did like it's just I'm, it doesn't make a lick of sense at all okay so. it doesn't make any sense that your mom would like a movie well, no, 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 that does, that's not the, what makes sense the story okay. doesn't make sense okay. <laughs> the story was, doesn't I, make I sense i was about to say 
Yeah, no, I can see why my mom liked like, it. Is it Antonio Banderas? Yeah, that? he's I mean, in it too. Like yeah, he's in it too. Antonio, I haven't mentioned Brad Pitt. Yeah, know. but like, because what's the stories about these two guys? Like, it's not quite as overt. From what I understand, I have not right, read the books, right. but it's the relationship from them is not quite as overt as it is in the AMC Plus movie. But like, there's no relationship between them whatsoever in the in the original movie. So like. Ugh. It didn't make any sense. Uh, maybe if I saw that first, maybe I'd it like was, it more. It was made before its yeah. time, oh, it and really they was. couldn't put in what needed to be done. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it, it, that's that's very much the case. But it it is aged poorly, let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, I so. can imagine. Uh, but I've got some other things that I am going to recommend. I'm a little surprised you didn't put this in here. The first episode uh, aired last week on Paramount Plus. That's Tulsa King. Uh, I have not watched. Have oh, you haven't watched, watched it yet? Oh, it's... It's really, really good. Oh my goodness, it's really good. I, I was little. I was kind of like skeptical at first because, like, when they first, like, the first ten minutes of it, it's pretty serious, and I'm like, uh-huh. they. And I was like, this. They built this kind of as a comedy. Well, I thought this was going to be funny, and then once they kind of get it, it's like, oh, okay, it's funny now. Uh, it's just really good. It's got Sylvester Stallone as a mob boss who's been relo- relocated to Tulsa. It's good. It's so, so very good. All right. I'm excited to hear that. Uh, Another one that I have is on Hulu. Uh, The first two episodes debuted this week. It's called Fleischman is in Trouble. Uh, It's got Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes. And don't watch this one with you. I don't know anything. Yeah, it, it's it. it's really good. Don't watch it with your kids because Jesse Eisenberg is having lots and lots and lots of sex. Uh, oh. But uh, but yeah, it's basically uh, about a divorced couple uh, and what has happened to their relationship after they got divorced. It's told. What's interesting about it is it's it's told from Jesse Eisenberg's character's uh, viewpoint, but like the narrator is. Uh, well, I can't remember the girl's name. Uh, Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Kaplan. Yeah, she's the, like the narrator, but she's also a character in the story as well. So, huh. uh, it's really, really good. These first two episodes have been. I, I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Like I said, uh, don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> Make sure you don't have your kids around when you're watching it. But it's been just a fantastic show. Uh, next. Uh, this one surprised me a lot because it's on the Roku channel of all things. Uh, it is weird, the Al Yankovic story. I have not watched this yet, but I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear about this. I laughed as much as I have ever laughed at anything because when I wow. when I first when I first heard about this, like I, it got some good reviews. I heard it was good. I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll check it out at some point. And so I eventually tried. I wasn't really sure what to expect. That's one of the reasons I wasn't real just gung ho about watching it because I'm like. Is it going to be real? Is it going to actually tell a story, or is it going to like right. be like Al Yankovic and like just parody it up? And that's what they do—they parody it up. Because if you know anything about Weird Al Yankovic, you know that he is one of the most straight-laced stars ever. Right. I mean, he doesn't do—he's yeah. a vegan. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. He doesn't cheat on his wife. He doesn't do any of that type of stuff. Uh, and so I was like, so what are they going to talk about? And it's like before he the movie even starts, there's this little like two-minute intro from al yankovic and you're like i appreciate you guys uh, coming and watching this uh movie about this very very true movie about my my life it's like oh okay we're doing the parody route uh but it's got a great cast it has daniel radcliffe who was harry potter who playing weird al uh 
Uh, Evan Rachel Wood is Madonna in this thing, and she's fantastic. Uh, our friend, uh, one of our favorites, Evan Rachel Wood. We actually remembered her name. We did. Uh, Rain Wilson is in it. Yeah, he is fantastic. Uh, and then you've got a ton of cameos. I mean, just an absolute yeah, ton of cameos. I, I think I follow Weird Al on Instagram. I see him posting about the cameos. But yeah, there's a lot of them, and it is just so incredibly funny. Uh, you can get it without having a Roku. I have a Roku device, so I, I watched it on that. Uh, you just may have to Google it. So if you don't have a Roku, you may have to Google how to get the Roku channel. I know that I think there's an app on. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think it's on everything. So uh, that, like I said, highly recommend it. I laughed so very much on it. And my last one, I'm trying to do a Christmas movie, and the one I'm going to recommend is one that I watched last night. It is Spirited. It is on Apple TV+. Plus. It is... It is the right mix of really funny and really heartwarming. It's probably about 20 minutes too long. I will say that. Uh, There's a little bit of a criticism to it. But uh, it has uh, Will Ferrell in it. It has Ryan uh, Reynolds Reynolds in it. And they are just fantastic together. I was laughing so much in it. My daughter even said I was annoying that I was (laughs) laughing so much. Wow. That's when you know you've been laughing good. Yeah. It's like the Scrooge story, right? It's like the Scrooge story, uh, and it kind of has a little twist on that. So I'm not going to give any more away than that about it than that. But yeah, it's really good. Uh, fantastic. Uh, it's it's a musical as well, and like they kind of make fun of the fact that it's a musical throughout the movie. Uh, oh. Just really good. Uh, and Will Ferrell could actually sing. Yes, he can. He can actually sing. He was really good in it. Uh, both of them are really good in it. So yeah. uh, highly recommend Spirited. If you're looking for a good Christmas movie, and like I said, it just came out this past Friday, so uh, I would highly recommend it. So, all right. Well, I was going to mention one more thing. Will Al, Weird Al is supposed to be just one of the nicest people. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, there was a great story when Coolio died. He was mad at Weird Al. Oh, really? Uh, when he did the Amish Paradise. Oh, uh, was he? And like they were like, "Did you and Weird Al ever make up?" And he was, and Coolio was like, "Yes, that was all <laughs> on me. I was being arrogant." Right. He's like, "We talked and and." Uh, Weird Al posted a nice picture of them together after because they ended up becoming friends. Well, good because uh, he said uh, most people apparently. I mean, I just read some stuff about him, but apparently most people don't turn him down for that. Uh, but right. there have been a few. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just really good. I would I would recommend Weird. It is just so very fantastic. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add before we head off? Appreciate everyone joining us, and y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. That's right. And we will talk to you next time. That's right. It is Thanksgiving week, so we appreciate you guys coming around, and we hope that you have a great Thanksgiving, and I will echo all those same sentiments that Ryan had. And until next time, as always, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.